Hello, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another edition of the Jedi Council podcast. I am uh, here today with three other, well, two other members of the Jedi Council. On my left, I have uh, with me Dave. Say hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Thank you, Dave. And on the right, we have Mr. Contrary himself. You, you counted me as two How's people, Justin. Say hi. You counted me as two people. Is that what that's about? I, I counted myself. I counted myself, and there is actually the problem. <laughs> I just wondered if I could be the rational person, the contrarian person. I wouldn't blame you for saying I had personality syndrome at all. So uh, I just thought it was appropriate introduction. We welcome you guys. Uh, come on in. We're going to talk a little bit about Obi Wan's Episode Three. We are going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen it, you probably don't want to listen to this. You should probably go listen, watch the show, and come back. So we'll, uh, we don't have uh, Alex with us today. He, he's on vacation and, and not able to join us. And, and Mara is also not able to join us. So hopefully they'll be able to uh, give their thoughts as well on another podcast. But cracking right on here, we'll, we'll start with broad overviews. Um, I don't know who to start with first. I think we'll go with Dave. With Dave. We'll start positive. Maybe. <laughs> Dave. What did, you, what did you think on episode three of Obi Wan? Well, if if the show was what was it about forty five minutes? I would I would say that a good thirty five uh, uh, yeah. of them, a good thirty five of them, were really good, really good. I really enjoyed. Um, I, I really enjoyed you and McGregor again. He is such a great actor, um, and his portrayal of Obi Wan has been so well well done by him um and i'm i'm enjoying more his interaction with leia um and also the insights he's given into himself um i'm yeah i'm, I'm enjoying all of that that's working really well so there you go so they're, they're 35 minutes of really good star wars for me out of the all 45. Right. 35 out of 40. That's pretty good. All right, and Mr. Contrary. Well, to keep it positive. What did you think of episode three? To keep it positive, what did you think, first of all? (laughs) Okay, okay. So to keep it positive, I'll go first. Um, I'm with Dave on a lot of it. I like, you know, I like what's, I like some of the interactions and I like some of the story, but I, to kind of, veer it a little bit the other way i there's parts of it where i'm wondering why we're having certain things you know what i mean and and what that means to the larger story you know um and continuity therein but much like what dave said i think i think you mcgregor is doing a great job he you know has he feels truly haunted and and broken in a way that i didn't ever really imagine him alec guinness doesn't seem broken like that to me so i'm hoping there's some sort of transformation there you know what i mean um the interactions between her and him and leia are like you know heart-wrenching at times you know what i mean just to see the loss on his face and things like that um but you know then there's other parts of it that are fly in the face of, of of what it should be and shouldn't be but we'll get there in a minute Allie. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> so, what was it they said uh, at the end of the prequels? Wasn't it something about you're killing my childhood? 
slowly but surely this series is doing things to my head which i cannot tell you just how much i hate or just i'm watching this with my wife she lost interest after about 10 minutes of this episode uh, the same happened with Boba Fett. And I think it probably is turning off people at quite the rate. I know it had the biggest ever opening on Disney Plus, but I mean, I, I, I listened back to the podcast, Justin, actually. I thought it was really good what you and Alex had to say. And I was thinking more about the point about um, Star Wars being on the big screen versus the small screen, what they can do, what they can't do. And I started to think about myself as a fan a bit more and sort of. I realised because my 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 fandom kind of it, it really kicks up a notch um, at the end of the of the of the prequels and um, Revenge of the Sith and and I realised at that point I've really not had a period in my life where there wasn't some sort of Star Wars going on since I was interested in it in a major way because pretty much after that ended the Clone Wars started and you were getting one a year and then Rebels happened and you got one a year of that. And then the films returned and you got that. And then, you know, it's really kicked up now where you're getting two, three series a year. I don't think they can write good Star Wars anymore. I, I'm utterly convinced that, that they can't do it. Um, it's when you think about what they were churning out in terms of storyline previously, I cannot understand how this thing gets through quality control or why it even exists in many places and some of the things will be pretty fam familiar complaints to listeners of this there is not a single bit of jeopardy in this series not one because even when you see darth vader and obi-wan having a fight you know how that ends there is no jeopardy there is no danger there is no problem and so we can talk about and i hope we do that fight in particular because there were some very rogue things in that but there is no there is what what they've done here is is that they've 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 created a story that didn't need to be told in a bad way in my view um they could have told this story in a really interesting creative dynamic way i think there probably was a story to be told there but by ignoring law changing characters making nonsensical in um in episode decisions, it's, it's, it's just crazy, some of this stuff. And it, it makes, you, you know, it. We, we have longed for a long time for new characters. And the problem is, is Ewan McGregor is so good and such a tremendous actor and he's carrying this. But for me, the new characters are mostly unlikable or if they have any type of appeal, um, it's sort of, it's sort of, it's sort of subplot and and i look at the way that they're portraying again the original characters that they're they're doing some things to obi-wan where i'm just like why did you do this why why not leave him alone what did what what why what is going on here um so i i i think that after the first episode i think it was 80 percent on rotten tomatoes and it's down to 59 now and i know there's some other issues around that that we'll probably get to yeah but, yeah. I, but I think it. But I think. But I think it is between a four out of ten and six out of ten series. I think that's where it is. It's not as bad as as some of the bad bits of the Boba Fett. It's not as bad as Bad Batch for me. Um, but it's not as good as Mandalorian. 
And I think the the prop the the problem as well is is sort of as, as I said before, you've got other franchises who are so capable of doing really interesting things with legacy characters in new ways. And I mean, I know I don't know if you've watched it, Justin, but Dave and I both have. If you compare it to what they managed to do in Star Trek with Picard, I cannot yeah. understand the the. And I, I said it on the last episode. They either don't know what they have or they don't care about what they have. They see it as a money-making machine to get people to Batu, And it feels like that's what they're doing. And it's 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 just it's not great storytelling. It's not. Um and and I should probably let one of you speak. <laughs> I I agree with you on some points in there, definitely. And I, I also am of the opinion where I'm having a lot of fun. And with what I'm seeing, but I am constantly questioning myself, why Why are we seeing it other than to just check boxes of, of long-held things people want to see, you know? And and I think I touched on this a little bit in my last podcast with, with uh, Alex, that like, no matter what now, like as I get older, like when I was younger, I didn't notice it as much when I watched like prequel stuff where you, you see people who you know aren't going to perish in any significant way because they're in the next movie that is years and years later, right? So there is, you're right, there's no jeopardy there. And without stakes and things like that, it's more about the character development and stuff like that. And when you're dealing with characters who have already been developed and then you're betraying those developments and things like that, it it does tend to alienate and isolate your viewer. But I think what Disney has pretty much decided is, is that they're not necessarily... And, and we've talked about this. They're not necessarily concerned with the older fan. They want the newer fan. But as we've discussed, the money is coming from the older fan. The newer fan's probably not converting nearly as high, you know, as as people who buy three of everything since the since the seventies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, and, and on and on those things, you know, I think. I think it's perfectly good, but I I think there is a good story in here, and I think that it could. It could have been really interesting to watch the Sith Inquisitors hunt Jedi. I think that could have been compelling to watch. Just like the just like the Jedi Fallen Order video game. The pacing in that is really good. You know, and it's you don't get Darth Vader in it, you know, but you get these really intimidating, you know, Sith Inquisitors who seem very lethal and very capable throughout. Like you're constantly in fear of having to face them, you know, throughout that. But this here, like I feel like you know, and and like you said, we'll get to the, we'll get to the 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 fight as it were. I guess you can call it that. Um, but I don't know. There's just it's as much as he's a broken man and stuff like that. I just I I would have the pacing of this is not what I expected. I expected like maybe them to meet at the very penultimate episode, and maybe we were left kind of like you know not knowing completely or something like that something that left it a little bit to the imagination i i, I don't know you know like because we you know, i don't know you, you we've, we've been sharing memes and stuff you know obviously like because it it you know there's the famous line of when i left you i was but the the learner and now i am the master but it's like the last time you guys met you pretty much wiped the floor with him and uh i don't understand how that would make you the, the student <laughs> I mean, but, I really you know, don't. Um, one, one of I, I assume it's a Dave friend, someone called Darren Grimes, put a mm -hmm. comment on our SoundCloud, which you know how sometimes we say that Star Wars um, 
which is aimed at children. And Dave and I kind of had a bit of discussion on our last podcast that I don't think this one should be. But he made a really good point that the difference is that the original trilogy may have been for children, but it didn't treat the viewers as children, if that makes sense. And I think that is that is such a wise observation on recent Star Wars. When I saw that, it just clicked with me immediately and kind of thought, yeah, it can be for children, but don't treat us like children. Don't think we're going to not know what happened in previous episodes. And and the thing is, everything is so foreshadowed that it almost feels like you know the end after the first or second episode because it's it's been so sugar-coated, everything we've seen in Star Wars in recent times, so predictable. It's never... We come up with all these interesting theories and they're always wrong because they always go for the basic plot. I never imagine for example with Reva I thought oh okay so she is wanting to get close to Darth Vader does she want to be his apprentice is she looking to become the next Sith does she see it as that way but it turns out she just wants to replace the Grand Inquisitor and like for me that's really disappointing I I think there's more to, I do think there's more to her than that I think that she is one of the Jedi children that we see at the very beginning of the of episode one, when you see the end yeah. of Order sixty six, I think she is the the little black girl that's that's in that group of, of Padawans, and I think she feels betrayed by the Jedi, let down by the Jedi. She has a hatred of the Jedi, particularly people like Obi Wan who were like champions of the Jedi. So I think for her. Yes, she does want to be Grand Inquisitor. I do think that is her ultimate aim. But I also think she has this this massive hatred for the for the the, the Jedi, and so she takes great delight in hunting them. And she sees Obi Wan as a almost like a a trophy. But, um, the, but the problem is, you've already got the foreshadow of her looking at the Jedi symbol. And symbols are very big, yes. show, by the way. Yes. So we know there's a redemption arc coming that way. I don't think there is. I think See, I don't, I don't think there is. I think she is. She's going to be the one of the ones that brings Obi-Wan back with the sort of... You can imagine there's a big fight. She's the one who stops Vader. She can't exist in the future because no one's ever heard of her. I think she does. Cannot exist. Well, I hope you're wrong. I think she does. <laughs> it's going to be a huge redemption. Why do you think they're setting up this kind of symbols and looking at it and all that? That's how Disney. I works. think that it's. I think it's much like what Dave said. I think they're explaining her hatred for the Jedi. I think she feels betrayed by them. And what I think, mine's a little bit different on Dave. I think she is looking to maybe replace Vader and do things like that because she hates him for what he did to the Jedi and then what ultimately became of her because of that and things she had to experience she seems hell bent on anything to do with anakin skywalker hence her obsession with kenobi and i think with her thought being if she can bring in the jedi that darth vader couldn't that's going to elevate her to a status and power that she couldn't before you know sith inquisitor is just the beginning sith are never happy with where they're at but then they're not it's always about the next level but they're not sith well right they're not they're not proper sith they're just dark side force users Right, but and couldn't so they be trained to become Sith? Well, they'd have to have access to the knowledge of the Sith, wouldn't they? Rather than just... I mean, I imagine if, if you replace... <coughs> if, you, if you scheme your way into killing the guy who's second in command, then he's like, well, now I need to train you, you know? Yeah. So, I just see it as kind of an inevitable 
placement happens. Plus, she seems to be very good at getting information she shouldn't have access to. She but we, does. But we know she knows she's because we know where Darth Vader ends up. Well, yeah, exactly. So, so, I mean, I know. So, yeah. like, and, and then she doesn't exist. So that's what I mean. Like, there was a potential with her to do something really interesting and clever with her secret apprentice. But it seems like they're not going down that line. They're literally just going through. There's some animosity to your point. She doesn't like the Jedi, and like, and honestly, you've seen what happened with Ben Solo. You've seen what's happened with all these other ones. There is no one who starts off like this ever ends up being bad. I think she will. I think, and I think she'll die. Not she's one got, of them doesn't really. Well, she's, well, she's got. Th- she's got. Th- I think the difference is that she's got three episodes to go through a complete one eighty, whilst carrying all of this anger and hatred and loathing still whereas ben for all that i dislike the prequel trilogy uh, the sequel trilogy ben had in effect a couple of years to get through all that if that makes sense uh, it felt like a bit like it was a vision of his dead dad which i don't know how that happened still uh, yeah. that's what changed it <laughs> Dave, what, what you're doing wrong here, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna put it, it is wrong. You are thinking that there's a coherent storytelling group behind this with a plot and narrative who would come up with these sorts of ideas and actually not do what they have done for the last six years and come up with the most basic plot and run with it. Which is why I think she'll die, because I think that is the most basic plot. There is no redemption. I'm not saying she her. won't die, but I, but I bet there's some fight against Darth Vader. She feels the call to the light. I don't think she will. I definitely think that there may be some sort of like, if, if they do kill her, it's possible they do this, a Darth Vader-esque redemption at death kind of thing where like you find out the reason how she became to be and you have empathy and sympathy for how she ended up where she's at. But no, I, I, I mean, think she, she was even kind of startled. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think she'll fail and Vader will kill her. <laughs> Because more to your point, I mean, even she was kind of when when they were in the mining town, Invader was just ripping people out of their homes and snapping their necks in front of their house. Which, by the way, props on Disney. I didn't think they had it in them for that. Nope. Uh, that's, that's a little more brutal than I I, I kind of thought what Disney was capable. Of. I mean, you kind of saw it at the end of Boba Fett where Ming Na Wen's character, what's Fennec Shan, when she yeah. she Garrett wires the Athorian, but you really don't see it. You just see him kind of get lifted up. You know, and then his feet are just kind of dangling there. This was like right on Front Street. Like it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty brutal. Um, a couple things I want to, I kind of want to steer the question. You, you had mentioned the the Jedi symbol in the in the uh, you know the I don't know what we call it the safe house I guess um, the path as they call it right. Um, uh, I believe they call my it my question. I believe William Voss leaves the way. <laughs> Because uh, this is the way. But my question to you guys is: Do you think that Grogu went through something like that, one of those safe houses? Oh God, you're just you're just foreshadowing bringing Grogu in in episode six, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, they've backwards they've back ended the Mandalorian into everything else. I at this point, I think it's folly not to expect it. I, I agree, it's probably not unexpected, but there is a certain member of his species that's alive at the moment as well. Who you hiding out on Dagobah. Who you would think, you know, is it, I mean, he's off word now, Obi-Wan. Could he pay Yoda a little visit on the way back? I don't know. I mean, let's, 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 let's find out why he likes to sit on that tree trunk so much. <laughs> um, all bets are off on that one. But it's, I mean, 
I, I, I could I could imagine a small I mean, you know when they said there's a pilot who will take you. I mean, you must have both gone, Oh, here comes Han Solo then. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it was the first thing I thought. I was like, ah, oh, here we go, here's that tie in. I'd be more shocked if it wasn't him. I mean, I mean it was kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting that he ended up just being a very disposable character we didn't even get to meet, right? Like, talk so much about this pilot. I was kind of expecting it to be somebody just for her to have, you know, killed him and disposed of him. Just, you know, hit, and we'll see where that leads. Bring in Hera Sandola. Oh, yeah, you could. A young, a young Hera, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a, just a bit of a strange story. It's like you say, Justin, I honestly believe there is a really good story to be told in this, but I just don't understand the pacing. I don't understand why they've gone so big so early with Darth Vader having that fight scene. And like that yeah. fight scene had been leaked months ago. So like I'd oh, seen okay. that force push like a couple of months ago. And so oh. I knew that was coming, but I kind of assumed that would be in the second fight, not the first one. Um, well... And, and so is there a second fight? Have you seen a second? I mean, spoiler it's, alert, people. It's always been, it's supposed to be, yeah. There's I thought there was only going to be the one. See, because I kind of do a good job of sticking away from the spoiler stuff. So I, yeah, I haven't no. seen any of that. No, I'm, I'm the same as okay. you, Justin. Now, if, okay, so if there is a second fight scene, for, now, for this now to tie back into canon, Obi-Wan has to absolutely muller Vader. Absolutely, and completely show him up and humiliate him and drag him through the mud, but then leave him alive somehow. Yeah, this this creature that is hunting Jedi and torturing people. And why would Obi-Wan leave him alive? I have no idea. I've also no idea. We did mention Yoda. It seems that Obi-Wan is very easily contactable in a way that I didn't think he was between the two films, if I'm honest, previously. But apparently, Bail Organa can just pick up a phone and call him. And go visit him, yeah. And when you start seeing that, you're, you're thinking, well, he must be able to do the same with Yoda. He must be able to. And then it kind of takes you to a place where you're like, well, how wounded was the Jedi Order? There's all these Jedi are running about. People can Loads contact anyone. <laughs> You know, it's and 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 then it becomes it becomes harder and harder to believe they waited for a small rebellion and a farm boy who to lead it. It it, it just it, it gets really complicated and messy. This story, in my view, I just kind of want to say it's a little sexist that he just is concerned with Luke. Like when he yeah, does have two options, like he's like my 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 duties to the boy. It's like why not her? She's Obviously, you know what I mean. Like, obviously, they're born from the same parent. She's just as likely to present as him in the Force, and to a large extent, it seems like they kind of do that with the way she's so intuitive. So, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I'm kind of, I'm not convinced by this layer character at all. The way it's uh, out. it's not. I. I, don't I like, like parts of it. Parts of it, are, parts of it are good, and then parts of it, she just acts like a child, and it's just like, they keep like trying to say she's wise beyond her years, and then, I said it in the last one, and then she does some 10-year-old child thing, which I guess, I don't have kids, and so maybe that's just the way children are, but... Does it not seem weird to you the way that she's kind of leading conversations with 
Obi-Wan and sort of, oh, don't worry, don't panic. She's teaching a Jedi master how to adapt to a situation. I find that so, so weird. That, and, and the fact is that this relationship, I remember saying to Dave on the last podcast, I guarantee you she'll definitely know who he is. There's no, she now she's now seen him on a wanted poster, like you pointed out. She's heard his name. She knows it's Ben Kenobi at this point. There is no way I, in a new hope that she doesn't know. Oh, Ben, lovely to see you. Remember when I saved your life? Exactly. And exactly. And I, 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 why would you do that as a writing team? Why would you go there? And they do just that? don't because they because they don't seemingly have that relationship. You know what I mean? They don't seemingly have that relationship in A New Hope. So it is baffling to me, you know? I'm, I'm just not... Something like, I'm not... Like, you, you watch that scene. It's, it is kind of interesting to see someone on the planet who really believes in the Empire, the, the driver. Um, I find that kind of interesting that he was sort of so pro-Empire, looking out for it. Um, and, and that's an interesting storyline, picking up the Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers a little bit easily led on that. But that's kind of interesting. But it's but it's the dialogue which I have a problem with. The sort of... Who... You know when... Um, and, and I'm surprised more people aren't on this, this bus yet. You know, like, when people say, that's not our version of Luke. I, I cannot understand how okay. this is the version of Obi-Wan that people thought was between episode three and four this this i don't well yeah and it's like i said like i never really pictured alec guinness as weak or anything like no. that or broken so like it is very interesting to see this extreme unless that that is what this story arc tells us how he went from being a broken person to having a purpose to trying to get you know i mean he seemingly has a bit of a drive to protect luke raise luke and teach luke about the greater galaxy and his place in it as a jedi and and stuff like that so it does seem like he has that to a degree but he's just so broken in so many ways that it's like in in a lot of ways he just doesn't do anything like we saw the guy short the guy at his job and he he asked him if he was going to do anything about it and at first it seemed like he was and then he decided not to you know so it does seem like they're going out of their way to show you what a shell of a man he is and i and we already have what we're three episodes in, so there's only three episodes left. So it is it makes sense from a story arc perspective that we're getting to the end of, you know, act two, going into act three. And and so, you know, you have to have your character be at their lowest, right? So and I do like him, like I said, I do like the stuff of him with the dreams. Like it's like he saw Anakin on the on the like he's 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 hallucinatingly seeing Anakin as he was before he fell, you know, out out in the in the distance and stuff like that. And yeah. so there are parts of it that I do like. But yeah. sorry, can we just go back though to that? So two points on the on the character growth aspect. When we first meet Obi Wan in um, Phantom Menace, you know how he calls, I think he calls Anakin a, another lower life form as well as Jar Jar Binks. Is that right? You know, he said, "Oh, great, another lower life form we're picking up." I always took that to I always took that to meant that Qui Gon was very nice to even yeah. like very primitive life forms, and that at some other point they had had to deal with something like that. And so this was just another example of his master trying to help some primitive I mean, life form. But if you think about the character, he's gone through that sort of 
cocky sort of he's gone for that and he becomes a very mature person after the Darth Maul fight raises Anakin always cool calm composed and then we get to this and I don't see any need to go on this journey of self-doubt and all of that and like look I I found one I found it weird and I'm I'm probably alone this you know when um when uh, Leia says oh are you my father Quite, quite an interesting yeah. scene. He goes, I wish I was. Well, what, what, what does he mean by that? Does he wish he was with Padme? Does he wish... What does he mean by that line? Like, So I, I think what he means... I, got, I have an answer for this because I did like that. I think what he means by that is that, like, she wish, he wishes that he could because the, the answer to who her father is, is is Darth Vader. And that is a terrible thing to have to tell a child or to even have to consider your place in the galaxy as your father is one of like the most murderous people in the in the known galaxy but nobody knows who vader is because he doesn't even know he was alive would mean nothing to doesn't him. he though doesn't he though reva seems to know that he's anakin skywalker and well, i that, thought that was a closely I mean, that guarded is, secret that is a huge problem for me because i always assumed that anyone That's a big problem for me. knew that he was anakin skywalker was killed immediately Right, right, and they've done that throughout throughout Star Wars canon, where they've they've made it noted. Like even in the Thrawn books, like Thrawn constantly tries to get him to confirm that he's Anakin Skywalker, and he's like, "No, Anakin Skywalker is dead." That's like, why I'm getting he's that. He's excised that portion. Yeah, he's excised that portion of himself. So I, it doesn't make sense that I don't know, but yeah, that's why I've I've read things online that people say that Reva, like like what Dave was saying, that Reva is that person who. Um, was at the beginning and that so she saw Anakin at the temple and perhaps was taken by Anakin specifically to become a you know a Sith Inquisitor. So it could be that she knows because simply because of her proximity to those events yeah. more so than anything. But there was a line I think in the first episode where they say all the Inquisitors were ex Jedi. They are. They are. Or they were younglings who were found and then and then forced into that into that training program. And it's much like 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 Dave said, they're not necessarily Sith, but they are Dark Force users. Yeah. Similar to like the Imperial Guard, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's just all a bit I say I they they're doing these character arcs which to me are just I don't know what are they trying to do to us as an audience? Are they trying to make me think that Obi-Wan was at some point, you know, you know when he gets into the fight with Darth Vader and he's full of doubt and worry and fear? I was like, use the fear. Go on. Tap into that dark side. You've got fear now. Go on. Use it. But it doesn't happen because obviously that would be too convenient to be close to canon. But the guy had fear in him. And it's like, that's not, that is not. That is not Obi-Wan. It just isn't. It's not him. Uh, I'm with you on this. I don't quite understand. I I, I do enjoy this this redemption. No, no, sorry. This, this this arc of Kenobi where he almost has self-loathing. He blames himself for what's happened to the Sith. Uh, to the Jedi and the rise of the Sith. He facilitated it by allowing, by training Anakin and then failing Anakin and allowing Anakin to become what he became. So I, I, I like that aspect of it. I really do. But now that he's back in the wider universe, I, I am, yeah, I'm leaning towards what you're saying, Ali, and the fact that 
he he's carrying too many dark side emotions now. It's it's a real. I think for anyone who's really watched Star Wars a long time, or sort of this this is a headcanon problem of mine. I do admit that, and other people's headcanon will be different, and that that's completely fine. But I do think they. When I said right at the beginning, um, and in fact I said it months ago, the one thing I didn't want them to do is muck around with another legacy character the way they've done with all the other ones. Yep. And I think they're doing it. I I, I genuinely believe they're doing it. And to be honest, they're doing it to two of them. They're doing That's it to right. Leia as well. And 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 I'm just like, what what are you? What is? I mean, let's be honest. We're getting six episodes because you and McGregor's expensive. You know. <laughs> We're all expecting <laughs> Liam Neeson. We're all expecting Liam Neeson and Qui Gon to turn up, but in a very small part because he's expensive. And until the new Jedi series was announced, where he's doing the voiceover, I wasn't convinced he was going to be on this series. I'm now very convinced we're going to see a, a, a Force Ghost of Qui Gon at some point because you know we know he's in a future series doing a voiceover mm. for what is it called, the Something of the Jedi. Um, it's just, it, as I say, it just, I feel. Honestly, I, I feel like they're doing the dirty on us with these, and in a and I, I kind of wouldn't. Okay. If we if we changed it right, if this was Cal Custis rather than Obi Wan, right, I might actually think this is an okay series. Interesting. Yeah. Your your issue is more with the fact that it's Obi Wan. And that was always going to be my issue from the start. And and but the way that they're executing these these things is just like. What, 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 and that's why I struggle because some of the beats are good. Like some of the cinematography is interesting. I'm not so keen on the music. I don't know if anyone else is. Is I think it's it's a bit nine inch nails meets something, and I'm not sure what it is. But I'm not so keen on There's that. There's definitely some with the mu good point on the music. There's definitely some things like, and while the music is good, there's definitely some stuff in the music where I'm expecting specific things. Like when I saw Darth Vader, I was expecting like. The Imperial March to a degree, and certain things like certain key things like that that I'm not, that I wasn't that I didn't get. But music to me is okay. It's not the greatest, but it's okay. I'm gonna take a different take though. I I kind of do. Like I said, I do like the Broken Obi Wan, and I do like the turmoil, and I I think it will make him ultimately a stronger Jedi, and that he when he goes back to the light and reopens himself to the Force because. Like Alex and I talked about, I think he's closed himself off to it. And I do think that he has inner turmoil. And I do think that that's probably partly why he maybe closed himself off to it was to resist the temptation for the fall to the dark side kind of stuff. Because let's be honest, I mean, he, of anybody in the galaxy, he is single-handedly responsible for the way <laughs> things are. If anybody's responsible who's not, you know, Palpatine or one of these other people, I mean... He had a direct hand in Anakin. Like he raised that kid. Like it was his responsibility. So I think that that is very much something that you know you see in people who train, people who then go on to do horrific acts. You know, you see it in other media as well. So can, can I ask you a question uh, about something, right? Because uh -huh. you sure. say you understand why he's kind of disconnected from the Force going into this series. Did you imagine at any point he disconnected himself from the Force in terms of when we last saw him at the end of Revenge of the Sith, 
he was given a specific training project to connect with the living force in a different way that only two people had ever done. Well, in fact, well, sort of two, I guess, because Yoda had communicated with Qui-Gon at that point through, through the Force Ghost. Right. Um, it never occurred to my mind that he was doing anything other than learning how to do that through the Force. And yet now, he turned himself off to it. So my headcanon gets fuzzy because because of the Clone Wars. So because I started reading and getting into Star Wars back in like the 90s, initially I had assumed that somehow he either shut himself off from the Force or somehow masked himself from the Force so that Vader and the Inquisitors couldn't find him. Because the Inquisitor's storyline and, and Darth Vader hunting Jedi is a tale that's very old in Star Wars canon stuff. You know, that is something that they, they they explored quite early. And it wasn't until Clone Wars and it wasn't until, you know, the prequels where we, we had that information where you're right. He's suddenly been given this task to now communicate with 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 Force Ghost Qui-Gon. So, yeah, like it does seem odd now. But at some one point in my life, I would have assumed that was what happened, was that he had somehow shut himself off so that he wouldn't be detected and could just live a normal life while protecting Luke as best as he could. Because they show in this like even in episode three like he doesn't use the lightsaber until the very end with vader like in fact they, they get stopped at the at the checkpoint thing where the where the guy sells them out you know and he i mean he he shoots people with blasters and we know obi-wan kenobi's opinion of blasters i mean they made that quite clear in revenge of the sith so you know it's it's he is dedicated to just living a normal life i mean even when that kid came and pleaded for him his help you know what i mean and like much to the much to the the counter of what the, the inquisitor said where he said jedi can't help but be jedi and help people mm. and who are in need and yet somehow obi-wan kenobi can turn himself off from the force focus just on luke and and let every i let the other let, let the rest of the universe be damned i guess is really kind of how that goes it seems well, it's, it's almost a case of he sees himself as having a mission to train Luke into becoming a Jedi. And you yeah. have that conversation between him and, and Owen at the time with Owen's meme that will just become, um, <laughs> I think I think that will just appear forever now. It'll be one of those memes. Well, that didn't work out very well with Anakin, did it? Um, so if he had this idea that he was going to train Luke, why would he shut himself off from the Force? But also the whole sorry the whole Yoda part of this as well becomes baffling as well. Yoda's just sitting there on Dagobah doing nothing. Like what? Why? Eating frogs. What? Like like if you found these Jedi, why why would you not say, well actually Master Yoda's there and on an abandoned planet, go seek him out. Why? Like yeah. did, did, did that see, the problem is is because they're making these people and rather than passive characters. They're very act well, Yoda not yet, but Obi-Wan is an active character in a way that I didn't quite think he was previously. Hmm. And also, can you imagine at any point everyone just going, I can, I can imagine him saying, don't be a Jedi, but I can't imagine him not trying to help in some yes. way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just think it's it's hugely Yeah, it's it's just it's just problematic. Like that because the beats that they're setting up start to run into the George Lucas material now. And it's very difficult at that point, I think. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, maybe okay. we could talk a, a little bit as well about Darth Vader, because I'm, I'm sure we've all got plenty of thoughts about <laughs> what we saw as a character <laughs> there. Well, um, well, I would say just, just quickly before you do, again, just when you're saying it's running into George Lucas material now, when you've got the very beginning of Luke meeting old Ben, it's a case of Obi-Wan Kenobi, or old Ben at this point, says, well, that's a name I've not heard for a very long time. And the feeling is a very long time, not, not a few, just a few years ago. A decade, right? I mean, essentially yeah. eight, like eight years, I guess. Nine, nine looks years. like what? 19? Luke's 19. 19. Right, right. So, so nine, nine years. years. Nine years doesn't sound like a, a very long time, whereas two decades does Sounds sound a like, more. like yeah. a very long time. Agreed. Also, with posters of him all over the universe with his face on it. <laughs> saying Obi-Wan. I've not heard that. And everybody who it's sees him obviously recognises him. System, apart from this one. Oh, no, it's on this one as well. Come on! And no matter, and no matter what planet he goes to, at least one person knows his real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows who he is now. Yeah. The one thing I do like about this is that we're seeing brand new planets. I really do like that, which yeah. I think has been missing in all of the other shows that we've been seeing recently. Yeah. And like so new, there's not even like Wikipedia entries for them. I looked up some of them to see if they'd <laughs> been in other media and stuff, but they're all just mentioned in the Kenobi series. So they are like brand new, brand new. So yes, because that is something that like, you know, the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, I've seen a lot of Tatooine. <laughs> and uh, I think I've had my fill of it. I think it's very interesting to learn, you know, some of the other Jedi who survived, because obviously we hear, you know, Quinlan's Every Quinlan one of them name. survived. Other than the handful that we saw executed in Revenge of the Sith, they've <laughs> all survived. Every last one of them escaped. I mean, there was the entire temple of people who got slaughtered. Even Ahsoka didn't die. And I'm pretty sure of us, at the beginning of the Clone Wars, when she appeared, we all thought, oh, she's going to meet a messy end at some point. <laughs> Even she survived. Well, I, I, had, I had assumed that, obviously, because, you know, we seen Darth Vader at the start of A New Hope and he doesn't have an apprent a dark apprentice so yeah. he didn't you know and he never heard anything about that before so yeah I, I also assumed that, that he would be she'd be killed off in some way or and what ended up being even more tragic was her departure you know I, I really like how they ended up handling that character because I think that the, I think that the departure was a very interesting like look at what the Jedi had become you know to kind of explain the shift through through the Lord whereas you know I don't think that it was explained as well in the movies you know yeah. that is one aspect of the movies that I don't think was explained as well yeah agreed agreed so, so it seems like the uh, rebellion. Yeah, go ahead, Ali. What do you got? Well, well Ali, Ali wanted to move on to Darth Vader. I'd love Vader. to talk about Darth Vader and get your guys' views yeah. on the character that we saw. So, first of all, the the whole scene of seeing him very much deconstructed and being put back together, I thought that was really cool. Like, really interesting, different take. I thought you could see his pain and suffering in a way that perhaps 20 years ago we weren't in a particular period of time where you could have shown that. It's pretty graphic in some respects. Um, 
So I, I thought that was excellent. Um, I thought that was really, really interesting. But when he becomes Darth Vader, I think there is the menaces mentioned in bits, but there is a chronic lack of consistency for me in that character. So, for example, um, when he first appears anywhere near Obi-Wan, why the hell couldn't he just sense where he was? Why was he looking through every single place? Like, Obi-Wan could sense and see him, but Darth Vader couldn't? Yeah. Huh? Darth Vader. Let me just repeat that. Darth Vader (laughs) couldn't find Obi-Wan Kenobi, but Obi-Wan Kenobi could. Yes, yes. And he couldn't find a person that he'd spent the best part of, what, 15, almost 15 years of his life with? It said 10 years as well passed. So at the beginning, it says 10 years later, didn't it, on episode one? Of, of Obi-Wan so for 10 years he's thought of nothing but Kenobi oh yeah but but I'm thinking Obi-Wan Kenobi well, well Obi-Wan and Anakin spent the best part of 15 years living and breathing in the same space and so if anybody could feel what his presence is then it would be that and if you think you jump then forward to Return of the Jedi and Vader can sense Luke on a shuttle that's a good thousand miles away. Well, and even in A New Hope, there's that line where he says, I feel the presence of something of, of someone I haven't since I was last in the presence of my master. Yes. So he can sense him in A New Hope, too. So he's yes. got a blind spot. So maybe, maybe, they, maybe he still is the learner and not the master. Excuse me. <laughs> even though he absolutely wiped, again, he absolutely wiped the floor with Obi-Wan. I mean... Literally wipe the floor with Obi Wan. Literally wipe the floor with him <laughs> on fire. Yeah. Also, you have, yeah, you have good, then you have bad, then you have good, which is him being as sorry, Dave, this bad. is bad, as badass as you've ever seen. <laughs> like that was so cool. Like mentally, yeah, so metal. Cool the way that they did that, and like again, I thought they did a brilliant job of that. Like the aggression, the anger, the everything you kind of thought. I think that's what he's like, but I've never seen it on camera. Yeah. The, 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 the cold like callousness. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the callousness, the dismissal of other other life forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So love that. Then and then, but then out of nowhere, everyone's running away from him, and this metal thing that's you can see struggling to walk somehow ends up twenty <laughs> yards ahead of him down a hill, and just puts a lightsaber on. And you go, how did he do that? He can't sense him. He can't do that. But he can. What? What? How did that yeah. happen? And that's what I mean. It's like good, bad, good, bad. And then Sif we have teleportation. Fight. Oh, of course. Sorry, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And then you have good. You have that. That's how. That's how Reva got to the spaceport before Leia. Oh yeah. no! Oh no! No, don't go to that. <clears throat> but like, but like the cinematography in that is kind of interesting. That fight, like you say, I quite enjoyed that. Why did I enjoy it? I thought it was almost too much fan service. You know the way that Obi-Wan is in the exact same position Anakin's in when he's writhing in the fire? Mm. Yeah. Like, they did that as an exact replica. And I kind of liked it at the same time. I thought, did you need that? I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, I can definitely see Anakin being petty and being like, I'm going to do to you what you did to me. Like, I can see that. That's a very Sith thing for revenge. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, So I can see that. I mean, the oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, so gotcha, like gotcha. the body position of of, of yes. Ewan McGregor 
being mirroring exactly what happened in Mustafa. Like that that's what I meant more that the the, the actual the actual plot point, which I thought was perfectly fine. And, and, and but that's what you expect as well. You expect Darth Vader, to your point, to be cruel in that respect, to want revenge, to absolutely wipe the floor with him. But then then fire happens and the guy who has a suit that is fireproof because he was nearly burned to death by fire cannot walk through fire cannot extinguish fire with the force even though he just done it despite doing it 20 seconds ago yeah and lets him escape and just he can't lift away. He, he can't like, lift the robot up and drag the robot through the flames Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And, and the stormtroopers can't hit the robot either from ten no. feet away. No. Hey, I, I, have you got have you yeah. got reasonable explanations for any of that? I don't have reasonable explanations for any of that. None. Well, it, well, it's, it's, other it's, than it's, they just did it. it yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, they needed some. Yeah, it's a contrived story, and so they had to have an escape for Obi Wan. It's just. A very right. weak escape. But that's why, did they even need that fight? You know, I think no. it would have been perfectly no. fine if he'd seen Darth Vader and legged it down that tunnel and escaped. Yes. Like, to your, again, but you made that point earlier, Justin, sorry, about him caring more about Luke than Leia. I'd agree with that. But then he tries to buy Leia time to escape. Yeah. And sacrifice himself. And yet he's a dude who doesn't care because he lets other Jedi die and say, bury yourself. What? Who is this guy? Yeah, it's the inconsistencies. Who is he? And and that's why, like, I have mentally big problems with some of this. Yeah. Unless it's just he, he grew more attached to Padme and Anakin than he should have as a Jedi, and so he somehow uh-huh. feels some sort of sense of responsibility for their children. Which, which, what I said earlier, Justin, what did he mean when he said, I wish I was your father, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, and I still, I still attest that I think that he wishes he could tell her that simply because obviously she's always wondered, but even more so because how do you tell again? How do you tell a ten-year-old girl you're, I mean, your father's essentially Hitler in space? No, exactly. Yeah. I agree, but I'm just saying maybe. <laughs> I mean, again, you're a, it's not strictly your turn. You're a bit younger than her. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I'm being facetious. I apologize. Uh, I also, and you had, you kind of touched on this earlier, like initially when Vader, like, I, is that just how Vader's always going to announce himself with a fight in his lightsaber? Is it always just going to be Rogue One now? Is that is that the template for Darth Vader unveiling his it is. lightsaber now? I think it is. They just have to have that shot. Yeah. 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 But you, you also had him. And again, I don't know if this is because uh, I'm, I'm airing on the side that they knew this, but I'm tempted to think it's because of a continuity issue that they've made a mistake. So you've got the scene where Obi-Wan is running from Vader after first seeing him stood there with a lightsaber. And then out of nowhere, Vader swings and attacks him and he has to block, he has to block and, and what have you. There's no sound of Vader's breathing, whereas you always have the breathing apparatus of Vader working. Now, in the comic books, he can switch it off. So he can switch it off for a short period of time so he can sneak up on someone and then switch it back on so that he doesn't make the sound. But I don't think 
that the people who wrote this were aware of this. And I think they've just completely ignored the fact that Vader stalking someone is always going to sound like a ventilator. I he's, he's he's that together, you're right. Not, you're talking not, about the part where he kind of like shoulders him, right? Yeah. And he comes out of nowhere with yeah. no sound. Interesting. So the ventilators are definitely yeah, I mean, they're definitely like that whole scene in the in the gravel pit is very like disorienting, and I feel like it's supposed to be because they're trying to make you feel disoriented and fearful, like Obi Wan. But parts of it like just seem comical to me, like where he's yeah. facing off against him, and suddenly he's just like, you think they're gonna fight? Suddenly Obi Wan just like runs, like it's you know, like it's yeah. a silent film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it, it loses. It, I don't know if it it, it conveys to me what I thought, I think they intended it to. I always knew the fight between them was going to be contentious for me. But it has zero impact, as we said. It has no impact because there is no, nothing can happen. Nothing bad can happen in that because we know where they both end up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So instead instead of adding a really interesting layer here of sort of plot, you're adding a contrived debatable layer for no reason. I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I'm still standing on the basis that they should never have met in this TV show. They could yeah. see each other across a vista, maybe. I, I'm, I'm prepared to accept that, but they should never have crossed blades because they're now, they're breaking, the, the, the original trilogy. It's not. This is. This isn't what we've said has happened in other bits of um, the Disney era of Star Wars, where they've subverted existing characters in the future or where they've changed the motivations of characters 20, 30 years later. This is slap bang between one movie and another movie that were both created by George Lucas, who is, let's face it, the creator of Star Wars. And they've slap bang, dropped something equidistant between both both, both films and it goes against both films, but it's really starting to now undermine A New Hope. Really starting to undermine it. I think what I realized that I want is, is that I wanted a Detective Jedi episode yeah, story. Not, I love that let, idea. Let, yeah, yeah. Let, let Obi Wan go solve cases throughout the galaxy, or some Jedi solve cases throughout the, the galaxy. Like maybe they heard that youngling, your four sensitive children are being snatched up, and they yeah, have yeah. to figure that out. That brings the Inquisitors in, and maybe right at the end, you get Darth Vader's raspy ventilator, you know, breathing, and that's it. That could have ended this that that first season, and it, it could have been you know amazing. But yeah, it seems it seems Disney. I don't know. I I I think they should just. Like I've said before, focus on new characters, build new ones. Stop, stop doing what you're doing with what's already existing. No, and I, I, I get we're it. Gonna have a, we're going to do the. are going to get Quinlan Voss in this now. We're going to have Quinlan Voss in this. And I'm all for that. So you think they'll put Quinlan in it? You think we'll see Quinlan? Yeah. yeah, and he'll die I, in it. I think he's in the robot. <laughs> oh. that's not a robot. No one thinks that's a robot, right? Yeah, don't, it's, don't. it's a robot. It's a robot. It's not a robot. It's, a robot. it's either going to be like. Just, it's either going to be a stormtrooper inside it, like we've seen before in the animated series. It's it's too humanoid. The way it gripped and went for that wrench. 
Kate's West O's. You're talking like about the loader robot, right? The loader yeah. robot, yeah. Kate's West O's like that, though. It's not a robot, Dave. Watch it. It is. It is. No. That is, so, that is a robot. Hang on, hang on. So, Dave, do you remember I last episode you wrote me apology for what I got right and you got wrong? Prepare for the <laughs> next episode to do the same. Prepare for that. My wife thought it was a human dressed as a, a robot, too. The first time. Like a human. But on my second watch, I also noticed there's another one of those loader robots when they first land on the planet. There is. And yeah, yeah. It's un- it's it's directing the robots to unload the cargo ship. Yeah. The, the only reason they say a robot cannot speak is for a misdirection. Otherwise, it'd be beeping <laughs> and bopping away. It's it's. See, I don't. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree because because computers don't need to make sounds to communicate to one another. Exactly. Yeah. In Star Wars, they do. <laughs> which which I by the way I think there's a problem with this series the fact that they don't have enough made up languages. Like the aliens speak in English, and often well, there's. I mean, like well, it's galactic, it's it's galactic standard, isn't it? It's galactic it's standard. Disney thing, but yeah, but they didn't. They didn't used to, did they? Um, galactic basic has been a thing even in the books, and like, there's also trade languages called Cybisti and some other things like that that uh, Timothy Zahn created in the Thrawn books and things that like traders use because they meet each other along and they don't all speak the same language. So they do kind of. I mean, it's better than Star Trek. Everybody apparently has a universal translator nowadays. I prefer that if they all speak in their own language. But you see, well, you, you do. You, you, in Star Wars, if, if the races are capable of speaking in basic, then they speak in basic. So you get things like the Huttese that can't or choose not to. You get right. the, the likes of Wookiees that can't because of their vocal cords. Ewoks can't because of that. But then you get most, but it appears that most of them understand basic, even if they can't speak it. Right. And, and pretty much all the characters we're seeing in this, even though I did say in the very first episode, one of the things I loved about this was the fact that you had that sense of alienness. There's lots of alien races. There's lots of alien species in this, which I do enjoy. All the main protagonists are human. Yeah, they've yet to really do a show or, or anything that's not a human-based protagonist. Huh. Other yeah. than maybe Hera in yes. Rebels, but they, she still had a compliment of humans with her. Well, I suppose you got Ahsoka as well. Yeah, Ahsoka will be the first real go at that for the primary character not being human. So, yeah. you know. But she's close enough to you. They, they have it coming. Right, she's humanoid, right? She's, yeah. She doesn't but, but, look but like she, a Wookiee and she doesn't look like a Rodian. Well, I suppose they're, they're, all, they're all still humanoid, but they just don't guess, have two, human... Two yeah, they don't have human yeah. faces. I just, I just, I just like it when it's got a bit more levels than taking the easy route, which is, oh yeah, everyone just speaks universal basic. I wouldn't mind if it was like a different language, some subtitles occasionally. Which we have seen in Star Wars. Well, we have yeah, seen. Yeah, that's that. what we always used to see. Yeah. 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 I get and that. I, it's just that that is more of a nitpick, and I'm not quite sure how I got there. But it's something. It's something that I've kind of been noticing more and more that all the you know it, it, i mean it was in all the all the all the sequel trilogy really they all started just speaking universal yep. 
I guess I always just kind of assumed it was kind of something similar to Star Trek in that manner, that they had some sort of technology that just translated it for you. When they, you wouldn't have um, you wouldn't C-3PO. Have C-3PO. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, that's yeah, my so, same thing with, like, Boba Fett. Like, Boba Fett has, is a walking tactical armory, but his helmet doesn't do anything other than target his missiles, as far as I can yeah. tell, because you would think it would have a translator built in and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, to, to go back to your point about the droid again, you have, mm-hmm. okay, so, so going back to the original film again, um, um, I'm trying to think now, Uncle Owen asked C-3PO when they're buying them from the Jawas, can you speak binary? Our evaporators speak binary, to which C-3PO's response is, um, your evaporator, or your yeah, your evaporator is very similar to, to load lifters. One of my very first jobs was programming load lifters. I speak it very well. So load lifters are obviously a functional piece of equipment which can speak a language because there's some rudimentary AI in it. So then to have an actual humanoid robot that can't even speak binary, it has no communication functions whatsoever. Are you Whereas, changing your mind here, Dave? Are you, are you coming yeah. around? There's a character in there. No, there's no character in it. It's I just think it. No, I just, I just think it's a mistake <laughs> by Disney. It's Quinlan Voss picked him oh. up, right? And we're, they're going to have a lovely reunion when he takes off his helmet, <laughs> and no. he'll be like, "Here we are, Jedi together." I knew no. it was you, Obi Wan. No. Oh, it's happening, Dave. It's happening. Listeners, Dave. tell us in the comments: Do you think that the load lifter droid is a person, or do you think it's a droid? Just because you brought up, just because you brought up Lars as well there. I wish Alex was here because I'd love to see you two fight over this one. <laughs> Am I right in thinking in the EU he was Kenobi's brother? Lars? It was yeah. a suggestion. It was yeah. a suggestion. But I've seen that, this around that he was. But that it, but that was that was just a suggestion. It never actually made it to light. Then why and did Kenobi then, say he had a brother in this series? But we already know that Lars Owen isn't. Lars Owen is the, the son of the man that married um, Shmi. Hey, Dave, you what? I need you to stop focusing on rational continuity here, my friend. I need you to stop this. I need you to remember what has happened since 2015. There is a guy who in the EU was his brother, and he is now out of nowhere says he has a brother. Yeah. He's too young. It's the other issue. Never because because his age, he would be not far off Anakin in age. Whereas Obi-Wan is a good decade older than that. Whereas when Obi-Wan was talking to Leia, he said hey, he had memories of a younger brother, but there were only fleeting memories of the sound of a, of a child, of a baby. Now, if he was taken as a child himself, he would have been three tops he would have been two three years old himself when he was taken by the jedi which means his brother can only be a couple of years younger than him whereas lars is a good decade younger can we also- I'm glad you brought- i was just gonna say i'm glad you brought that up because like one thing i was curious about is like when he was talking to owen owens like you just care you just care if he's showing or not like force ability right yeah but like if they originally took kids at like three like i guess i don't understand like why he even gave Luke to Owen 
if ultimately no. he was just going to train him at, yeah. in two exactly. and a half years. Exactly. Yes. But even better than that, that Reva, right? Sorry, this is something we didn't get to talk about in the last program. Yeah, sorry, go back. She literally, yeah. she literally picks on him, and no one does a backtrack and go, his last name's Skywalker? Huh? <laughs> what? Skywalker? He, he isn't. Now, he isn't, that though. is a coincidence. He isn't. He's, he's Lars Owen. Okay. Daughter. I mean, son of Shmi, Shmi, whatever you want to call her. But it wasn't, it wasn't his... Is he not? No, it's not. He is, is he not the from son. the prequels? Yes, he's from the prequels. But he is the son of Lars, of, of the Been senior. Yeah. He's Anakin's half-brother. Yes. Step-brother. Yeah. Step-brother. Not half-brother. I thought Shmi and him had him together. That's what I thought. No, he's too old for that. Oh. He's, I, I he's of a similar age. Well, as you're saying it, I no. think he's old as well. But I kind of thought it was always implied that that was... No, no, no he was always he was always stepbrother. It, it was the son of the man that ultimately married Shmi um, Skywalker. Okay. Ah. But, but the son was already in existence because the son... The son is a similar age to Anakin when they first meet on Tatooine. Huh. The interesting thing to me is that they raised Luke telling him that he was a Skywalker. Like, So they did tell him what his name was. And they did tell him what his name was. And, like, it seems odd to me that, like, nobody seems to remember that, like, a few decades earlier, a child named Anakin Skywalker won the Boonta Eve Classic. And I think I said something similar to this on the podcast with, but, uh, but with then, Alex. Like, but then that how does that never come say, up? Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the same Anakin Skywalker that was then a famous Jedi Knight. Alex said that... I was going to say, Alex said that Skywalker is, a, is in the Star Wars galaxy that Skywalker is supposedly a common last name like Smith. Now, I have never heard that. Yeah, that's what you said. Have you guys heard that? I wouldn't necessarily say it's a common last name, but I mean, it's a common yeah. word, as we found out with with the um, cool. chiz. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, but I, I mean, even then, it's not a surname for no, the chiz. That's what they. No. It's a it's a title designation they give to their force sensitive children. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I I would suggest that it, it's potentially a name that could be. I wouldn't necessarily say common, but when you've got billions of people over hundreds and thousands of planets, the chances of having a, a Skywalker name, I would say, is probably not impossible. So did they change the name when he was adopted? Is that what we're saying? Sorry, what was that? That's what I'm saying. He, that's what I am asking. Like, yeah. he knows his name is Luke Skywalker. He introduces exactly. himself as Luke exactly. he did. He never says, I'm Luke, I'm Luke, you know. What's Owen's last name? Uh, uh, Lars. Or, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, like, like, he I never called, he, There's a Skywalker living with him? Huh? Right, right. Like, that, somebody would have noticed. It's the same planet. I, I agree with you. If he was on some other planet, it could just be given away. But he's on the same planet Anakin grew up but, in. Like, but, then they, but then people who would have known Lars Owen would have known that his... Um, stepmother was called Skywalker. Yeah. So for him to then have the son of um, Shmi Skywalker's son, if that makes sense, so Shmi's grandson 
come live right. with him when his dad died. The, the, unless you could actually join the dots to say, well, that Anakin that was a 10-year-old kid actually became Anakin Skywalker, the famous Jedi Knight. The right. chances of joining those dots together is the issue there. I would say people probably couldn't join those dots together. They could join the dots that Sh- that Shmi Skywalker and this Skywalker would be related, but that's not necessarily to say that that Anakin, who's known across the galaxy as the hero of the the Clone Wars, is the same Skywalker. But you think they'd have a look? Would they? Because children are taken at birth. The, the history of the Jedis is children are taken or near birth, so they never really have any interaction with their families. If you found a Skywalker on Tatooine, you'd have a look into it. The Force will be with you. How was it that she was adopted? Leia. Yeah. Like, like if, if she... Like, it, it does raise some interesting questions. And I know we can't apply sensible legalities onto it. But where's her birth certificate to change her name to Organa? Well, I would say that if you're the queen of um, Alderaan, you can say whatever you want is the name of your child. And it is interesting to point out that it isn't a secret that she was adopted. Like, no, they all knew her cousin, she was adopted. Her cousin, her cousin says you're not even a, a real Organa. So, like, people know she's not. Whereas, like... That also seems a little suspect to me, too. Like, if you're going to protect these kids, wouldn't yeah. you just take them all the way in and pretend that they're yours and that you had them and that they have your last name? I mean, yeah. that seems more logical to me. Yeah, I, I, well, never I suppose thought, if she was queen, it's a bit hard to, to have hidden a pregnancy for nine months. Well, there's also, like, some hereditary point that, you know, I know, and it's not the same thing, but, for example, in this country, you can't be adopted and become a princess or a prince because then it would stop the whole hereditary line. But then that would mean that it doesn't come from that. So like, Star Wars is obviously different on that. But well, it's kind of interesting. Well, you say that, but then the, our current queen... It's literally in law, Dave. I read a yeah, really no. good legal article about that. <laughs> yeah, but our, our current, but our current queen is a complete offshoot of the family from the German... Um, Han, is it Hanoverian family? I think if Correct. you go back in any so. rural family in Europe, they are definitely eventually related. Yeah, yeah. But it's That's just, what they used to do. just marry into each other's families. What, what right? I mean by that is, is you find out that this child is the key to getting Obi Wan out, and nobody wants to think about should we look into her? She was adopted. How was she adopted? Maybe you don't go too deeply into the queen of a planet whose husband is a senator in the Senate. Yeah, I, I mean, in ten years' time, they don't really care about that when they blow the planet. I mean, up. I guess, I guess, I could, I could explain her, her adoption and and subsequent like not being that big a thing. I mean, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, like you're coming out of the Clone Wars, which single-handedly was like the most devastating war on the galaxy, which displaced probably trillions and trillions of people so you know a philanthropic planet like alderaan adopting a little girl isn't probably too strange overall yeah yeah it's just if you are an empire like we see i i just i don't understand why everything is so surface level (coughs) but the the myth that was put out was that Padme died in childbirth and that the children yeah. didn't survive. Yeah. 
and not only that, but they kept if you there's like that scene at the end where they're having her funeral procession. If you look, yeah. she still looks pregnant, and they did that on purpose so that Anakin wouldn't know and the Emperor wouldn't know that she had the babies. Yeah. Like that's canon. That's been established. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's easy so, enough to yeah. hide one of them in plain sight. I, I get. I, I I do think the Organa um, and Leia is is safe enough as an idea and I'm, I'm quite happy with that one but that's different which is further to my point about it being semi sort of like sexist like they like only okay they only care if it's the boy that's yeah. facing it's front not the girl well, it's <laughs> always the boy who can never become a great warrior the girl could never become a great warrior i mean yeah like there wasn't like you know asajj ventress or baris of or any of these other women jedi from the high republic you know what i mean it's yeah. just it's so interesting the choice there but that's because for them that to be goes, like, oh yeah, she can go be. But that goes back to your point, though, Justin. Until this series, I never thought the whole point of Luke was to, at the age of whenever he started showing that he was force sensitive, right. be trained. No. That no. that changes everything. Yes. And that's what I mean about before things like an adopted princess. I'm like, I'm. Good, I think it's a good story. But when you start pulling at all these threads, eventually, you're like, why did they stop there? And that's the problem with a lot of this this storyline is is that they are pulling up threads where yeah. it's kind of illogical just to stop. Yeah, yeah. If you are trying to find Obi Wan Kenobi, or if you're trying to find out more, I yeah. mean, they're searching out full sense of kids, and they don't search these two. No. What? All right. No. That's a bit of a mistake, but, isn't it? But uh, yeah, I mean, if if you if you go down the route that. Obi Wan Kenobi was was placed with Luke. Let, let's ignore the sexist thing for a second here. So he's been placed with Luke to ultimately train Luke to ultimately become uh, uh, the Darth Vader destroyer. That that's that seems to be now where Obi Wan was heading. Why not just take both twins, edge your bets? You've got two warriors there. And just go and take the pair of them to some quiet backwater planet and train them in secret. Why uh, give them? Why give either of them to different why, people? Why wouldn't Yoda, Yoda and Obi Wan do that together? Yeah. Yeah. Why would they separate themselves? Yeah. And then they keep finding all these other Jedi's. Why wouldn't yeah. they bring them in? And I, <laughs> I, I did texts over there, like to, to you, Dave. I think it's like I don't understand. I honestly thought there were two Jedi left at the end. Yeah. And that kind of made the story make sense. But when you've got like 10s, 20s, 30s, who knows how many of these are out there, it yeah. really starts to lose impact. And you start to say, well, why weren't they organising the rebellion? Yes. Where were they during the rebellion? Where were they? And it's, it's that's what I mean. Well, as we learn these strings and you're not going to like some of these answers. Yeah. But I mean, as we learn in Rebels, Ahsoka essentially was kind of the fulcrum backbone of the rebellion, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. so it, they kind of were, and obviously Quinlan was in this path, uh, safe house, so he's been helping to shepherd Force-sensitive children across the galaxy and stuff. But yeah, to your point, exactly, like, why, how is it not the natural reaction to say, we need to rebuild so that we can retake the galaxy? How is it just yeah. stay hidden and don't do anything? I mean, that seems, yeah. I don't know. And you have was. knowledge that Sorry, yeah. it falls into that. If you don't have a magic dad or a magic grandfather, you can't. You're nobody. Star Wars. You're nobody. To win. Yeah. 
<laughs> and even yeah, 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 yeah. The the message at the end of Revenge of the Sith that Obi Wan places in the Jedi Temple that now is not our time. Our time is now to go into hiding. Our time is to disappear. And 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 at at some point in the future, the Jedi will return. And that was almost like the sentiment behind it. And that's fine if the plan wasn't actually within two years, I'm going to be training the future Jedi who's going to de- topple the Emperor. <laughs> it's a exactly. case of, no, actually, what you all need to do is follow the, the markers I'm going to place in a very, very clever way so that they can't be followed so that you can all come and join me somewhere and we will build the Jedi. <laughs> that's and the message. And if you can't reach me, given. call 0800 Jedi. And in thinking about it now, too, in fact, like, you know, when they brought Anakin before the Jedi Council, they said he was too old, he's too conflicted, there's too much darkness in him. And yet suddenly we see Obi-Wan now making this kind of same mistake, but now he's even older. He's 19. Yeah, and he's just seen his family murdered. (laughs) Right. And you're going to give this emotional teenager a a laser sword? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone who's got testosterone pumping through his veins. Yeah, it's it starts to get a little more sus if you dig too deep. You mean the the sword that killed forty kids and uh, did all that kind of stuff? I know, right? Like you think about that in hindsight, you're like, oh, oh, and I, oh, I'm glad you brought that up, right? So there's a lot of there's a big contingent of people who think that Disney is going to retcon him murdering the younglings. And instead, turning them into Sith Inquisitors, so uh, that they're going to kind of make it more consumable that he didn't commit genocide against, like, yeah. or uh, what? What's it called? He didn't commit murder against a bunch of children, defenseless yeah. children. So, is this, so is this is this the idea of where Reva's then going to come from? She's yeah, going to be one of these young glints that he's not murdered. Yeah. That's what a lot of people think. But like specifically, I'm talking about that scene in Revenge of yes. the Sith where he goes to the council chamber and it's the little kids there and he ignites the lightsaber. A lot of people think they're going to yeah. retcon that scene yeah. so that it's not as dark as it really is, which I think will be a disservice. I think it truly shows how far he's fallen. Yes. But, you know, I don't well, we've just that, seen obviously. him. We've just seen him strangle and snap, snap a child's neck, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, but and don't I mean, yeah, it might as well have been. I mean, he, well, he choked his father to death <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Ali, what were you saying? No, sorry. And don't forget, like that that Reva thing. We, we we think she went to Anakin, but we've seen other Jedi escape, like we saw in Bad Batch. Yes. They literally escaped. So she may have escaped and then kind of been forced into this or something. We don't know. There could be, there could be something interesting in that. There probably isn't, but there could be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if either of you actually played Jedi Fallen, uh, Fallen Order. Did you yep. guys play the game? And and that's a big that's a big plot line of that game. And with the and isn't that is that the third sister or the second sister in that game? Do you remember, Dave? Okay, second sister. Second sister, right? Yeah. So like, and like that's a character we don't even see in this. So that's a whole other thing in and of itself. But the the Ali to give you the cliff notes of that the the bridge in that is basically her plot line is is that her master ultimately betrayed her to the to the Sith while being tortured, and then she got turned into a Sith Inquisitor. So her entire axe to grind was against the Jedi for betraying her and, and allowing her to be turned into this horrible thing. So yeah, so you, you're, I'm seeing kind of parallels there with with Reva. It seems to a 
agree on this live action. Does, does, yeah. In that game, does Darth Vader have an apprentice? No. No, that's that's the Force Unleashed. One that's and two. With uh, Starkiller. Yeah, but yeah. Starkiller is a clone. He's and he yeah, he ends up being a clone, right? He's a clone. Well, of wait, Vader. no. He's he's a clone of Vader. No. No, 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 no. The second one he is. In the, well, the second, second one he is. The, well, the second one's a because clone in the of first the first one. one. In the very first one, he he Darth Vader finds him on Kashyyyk after he murders his master and then trains him to kill the yeah. Emperor and become his apprentice. Oh, I always, I always thought that's, the, a, yeah. that's the plot of right, okay. the one. Because then he starts he starts sending you out to hunt other Jedi that got away yes. that they couldn't catch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't but, know why. I always thought he was... It's because I played I, that. I can't remember the story. Yeah. It's been years since I've played that. Yeah, I didn't play it. I watched my brother game both of those. That's how I kind of remember little block points. <laughs> and that's why I was like, wait a second. Didn't Vader have an apprentice? Is that yeah. canon anymore? I don't yeah. know. It was Star, Star Killer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it is canon. I don't know if they consider that game canon anymore Probably. or not. No. Probably I, not. It was, it's never been but... canon. It's never been canon, unfortunately. That's a, it's, a great, it's a great game. Mm. Yeah. Well... Oh, so we've got we've got on here for an hour and twenty one minutes. Let's say we, we we wrap it up here with final thoughts. We're gonna start with Allie. Allie, final thoughts. What do you think is gonna happen? Is there anything you're looking forward to? Do you think that this can be redeemed? Um, no and no. Um, I don't <laughs> think any of those things. But I do think that what will happen is is that next episode we will find Obi Wan in a back to tank. He will have flashbacks in the Clone Wars. And then he'll wake up when Qui-Gon tells him to go rescue Leia. By the way, I didn't say that. Alex Drew did. Um, <laughs> that was a message from him. But I completely agree with him that that is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because we've just seen it happen in the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> okay, I know I said we were going to do last thoughts, but I'm glad you brought this up. Because it seems now that Leia is in the hands of Reva, right? Yes. I mean, how how is it that Vader doesn't realize who she is in this? Or how do they, yes. like you said, how do they not look into this at this point? And how does that yes. not become a yeah, yeah. point of contention? Yeah, it doesn't go up and go, I don't think something I quite... feels familiar about you. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, but you, you've got the entire issue of, uh, I'm like, that, okay, that's, that's a whole mess of itself but you've got the idea that leia was on the run alongside the 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 lady i can't remember the the character's name i don't even think she introduced herself as a name so, the imperial officer right yeah yeah who was who's on who was actually not really on the imperial yeah. side yeah so so they're running down this tunnel for the shuttle to escape so leia convinces this other woman to go back so she's going to run back along this linear corridor reaver's at the other end of it and yet somehow <laughs> reaver sift teleports all the way to the other end and manages to beat leah running along it who's got a good what 15 20 minute head start and so i have Pace flee from the uh, from <laughs> you pointed out. She can outpace any adult, as we saw in the first episode, Dave. She can, she can, she she can sprint like nothing. She 
He's uh, the Eurasian Bolt of the Star Wars galaxy. Mm. No, okay, so I, I did have an issue with it initially, but I have thought about it. And in thinking about it, they are on a mining planet. There's only so many ports. It's not like they're in a massive urban area where there's a bunch of ports they have to deal with. So I imagine that knowing the location of the mining place, obviously it's a tunnel. It has to come out one of two places, either the nearest port or somewhere randomly out in the middle of nowhere, right? Like, you, you, you're hunting people, and obviously, you know, it's a place for Jedi. So, obviously, you know, you start to think, okay, obviously, it's going to take them someplace safer or some way to get off world. I think, in her mind, she decided, you know, it's easy enough for her to probably get on a speeder or some sort of craft and then fly over to the spaceport and head it off. So, I don't have as much of a problem now, having seen it a second time. But I mean, I definitely thought that initially Reva was going to run down that hall and run into the the Imperial yeah. Lady, and that was going to be the end of her. Justin, I'm going to say to you what I said to Dave: Stop giving these <laughs> so much credit. You've come up with a sensible, rational idea there, which is clearly not what they had in mind. But thank you. <laughs> I have to do it for my head cannon. I don't care if it's right or not. It, it makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense, but really, it doesn't make any sense at all. But if, you see, yeah. if it did make sense, and if that was what they planned, then there would be some form of tell, so that you knew that's what they'd done. Yeah, like, maybe they'll get into that in the next episode. Yeah. Oh, sorry, what were you saying, Allie? Say, like, you can imagine her jumping on a speeder <clears throat> through the yeah. street very slowly, like in Book of Boba Fett. I was going to say, maybe she can have one of those nice little rascal scooters. Yeah. Just watch this layer flying off. <laughs> also, I, one other thing on that, like, I on the second watch, I noticed, like, when she killed him, it's just, like, it didn't seem like the end of that hall where that come at, came out of the space. Before. It didn't seem like it was at all concealed. A giant blown open <laughs> hole in the side of the spaceport. Like, does nobody think that's suspicious? I wonder where this tunnel goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so Dave, over to you. Final thoughts. Uh what or Ali, did was there any is there anything you think <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do so, want to see? I will continue, sorry. Um <laughs> I want to like this. I said coming into it, I thought there were many problems. And the problems keep getting bigger. Like I said earlier, I honestly think if you took Obi-Wan out of this series, it could potentially be all right. But when you're playing with legacy characters in this sandbox, you have to be so careful. And to me, the level of care is not being shown to the characters that I... I mean, Darth Vader as well, sorry. I mean, so far I said there was only two characters I'd mess around with, Leia and, and Obi-Wan. But actually, we should include Darth Vader in that following our conversation earlier. Um and and it's just i don't i don't i had such big hopes for this and obviously everyone else did because they all tuned into it but it's it's rapidly becoming uninteresting um and that's it's such a shame it's such a shame i just don't know why they can't do star wars right i don't know why they can't do it and like i heard on the podcast like um Alex and you, when you were talking about the cinema versus um, pop, uh, sorry, versus serialization bit, Alex said, oh, but they do it really well. I completely disagree, and I'll keep disagreeing. 
they've done a few bits of the Mandalorian really well, quite a bit of it's average, and the rest of it's been pretty useless on Disney+. Plus. Um, what did you think? Because you came into this thing that was quite positive in many ways, Justin, so I'm interested. Yeah, so David, I, I did. I, did. I came into this with real life. high hopes. There, there are more problems than I realized. I always love even during this podcast, I always thought that the, the, the lightsaber battle that everybody was talking about them having was going to be contentious for me. I'm of the opinion, just like Dave, that they should have just at, at most seen each other from across a, across a great expanse or felt each other through the force at some point. Make that reveal at the end of the of the of the series and and let that be it, and then that dovetails perfectly into a new hope, right? For me, you know. That being said. You know, I do, like I said, I like some of the interactions that are happening between Obi-Wan and Leia, but it it challenges so much of what is accepted that I don't, it's cool to see, but it's, it's at the same time, it's, I don't know, I, I'm left with wondering why we're doing it at all. And like you said, I think there's, and we've said throughout this podcast, I think there is a good story in here. I just think that the legacy character aspect of it holds it back more than it helps it. You know, and I, yeah, I they definitely need new characters to continue moving Star Wars forward because you know, we're getting supposedly we're leaving the Skywalker saga, but uh, I mean nothing in the Disney Plus shows proves that, in my opinion. Like they said that they said that Return of you know Return of the Jedi or not uh, Return of the Jedi, excuse me. Um, God, I've blocked it from my mind. What was the name of the last one Rise in the sequel trilogy? Yeah, they said that was going to be the end of the Skywalker line, and yet here we are, right? Like, right in the thick of it. <laughs> so I, I'm waiting for them to hopefully do something outside of what we know, I guess. And so, yes, while I'm happy to always be in Star Wars, and it is interesting, and maybe there'll be some great things that we'll get to see in scenes that I've wanted to see. Like, I have always wanted to see Obi-Wan communicate with Qui-Gon again. You know, that's a relationship I think that would be cool. Like, the, the Master and Apprentice book is so good. Because it's Obi Wan and Qui Gon before the Clone or before the Clone Wars. It's it's a very interesting look at their relationship dynamic, you know, and how it how it really functions. Because we only saw a very little bit of that and and stuff. And yet Qui Gon Jinn, I think, is one of those characters who they again introduce and kill off so quickly, and yet somehow he has staying power despite having been murdered in the first movie in the first movie he was in, you know. So I want to see some, I, I, I do want to see that. I also, I was, you know, I mentioned to Alex at the end of our last podcast, there's the possibility of seeing Jabba the Hutt. Like, do we get to see Jabba? That'd be cool. I was also thinking about this too. I mean, where is, where's Moff Tarkin at? Where, I want to, you know, are we going to get a Peter Cushing? Is he overseeing the, the Death Star at this point? I don't know what's year, what year the construction or how long the construction of the Death Star took, honestly. I'm not always good with those dates. Where's Alex when we need him on that? He, would, he must be, know. if you think, to, to Rebels because of the, the Thrawn scenes where they were constructing either the Typhoon right. program or the Death Star one. So he must right. be doing that. But doesn't hasn't Disney, because I was reading some fan controversy on this earlier, has, has Disney turned him into having an affair with a stormtrooper and it's one of the really? reasons yeah Tarkin? Tarkin I hadn't heard this I was Do reading tell. it earlier because I, I wondered if we were going to touch on some of the darker bits of 
of the fandom um, in recent times. I was going to touch not, on that. Not, not, not worried about that, but, but I was kind of reading it, and this suddenly came up, and I was like, Tarkin would... Ta what? What? <laughs> I hadn't heard that, no. It's not in the Tarkin novel. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, and apparently he's the person he had affection for was killed by Chewie. Really? That yeah. sounds like a forced connection if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. That that could it could be my ignorance. But sorry, just because you brought talking up, and I was, I was doing my research earlier, as I do for these shows, as I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really weird. And since Ali brought it up. It's just come out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah no since you brought it up i did i mean i was gonna just touch on it quickly i touched on it a little bit in the last podcast and like i i was having a conversation with my wife it's like what is up with this and and, and to, to cut to the chase i am talking about like the, the video that Ian mcgregor put out in response to the i mean you know the basically just crappy behavior of some people and like the that you know the bad things that, that they represent about a certain portion of our fandom. And like, I was talking to my wife about that and I was like, I don't know if you're at that point where you're sending hate and stuff to people and you're bullying people, like you're really not a fan. And I'd really like the narrative to switch, you know what I mean? From about those people as fans and just, instead let's just call them what they are, they're trolls, they're internet trolls. Mm. Because, like, for the most part, I don't think those who go to cons, I don't think those are the people who, who listen to, to podcasts and, and really, and, and, you know, steep themselves. As much as we don't like certain aspects of it, we don't go and then trash the actors. We don't go no. and then, we may trash the writing staff, but then that's their responsibility. So, you know, I think that that's a little bit more due. You know, they're in control of the story. But I, I don't know. It, it to me, it's very sad that there's any portion of a person who's a Star Wars fan who says they're a Star Wars fan and yet conducts themselves in that behavior. And you know, I, it's just it's it's uncalled for, no matter what. It's just it's not. And I, I mean, I don't I don't know. You you guys are free to chime in on your thoughts, but that's no, to totally agree. That's my totally opinion. agree. Re Re Reva's character. I would say the first two episodes, her character was probably better than we saw in this last show. I'd say that in some ways she's been sidelined a little bit because of Vader coming into it. She's she stopped being the sadistic monster in the show. Um because she she was that character for the first two. Um whereas now we we have the real sadistic monster knocking about. We don't need Reva. Um and I think that's that that's a bit of a shame for her. Um but I thought that she's I've liked the menace she's brought. For me, she she's actually encapsulating what the Empire is and how callous and how cruel and how sadistic and how everybody everybody else is a means to an end for the one in charge or the one with the power. Right, and it's all just a quest for power and control and and yeah. and one-upping everybody. Yeah, no, I I've, I've enjoyed her. There's some cinematography, cinematography type things like like the whole running parkour the, scene. The part, the parkour the was. The I, I, well, I think that was a fantastic idea, and I think it it 
I think when they probably put that out and storyboarded it, and there was probably some great little drawings that they drew of it to say, we're going to have a jump like this and jump over to there and flip over to there and bounce off a wall and everything. And I think everyone was there going, yeah, that's fantastic. That's really good, that. But then when they translated it to screen, it just looked a little bit stilted and stuffy and it wasn't fluid and it was... It wasn't actually parkour. It was a person on a harness being swung around, and that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I think her. I think her portrayal is good. I like her acting. I haven't had any. I I haven't had any issue. I I believe her motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I I I just want to say I agree with you. I I'm not so keen on the character itself. That's nothing to do with the actor. Absolutely nothing. And. It's it's just such a shame that 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 this keeps cropping up, be it you know Kelly Marie Tran or, or yeah. you know go further back. It's 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 disappointing that people continue to put their real world prejudices on what is a made up story, um, yeah. and I don't really understand why everything has to be seen through a particular philosophy or political take it's just got no place for it it doesn't it's it's got nothing to do with with real world and then if you've got a problem with that then it says more about you than it does about the story writers or even if you don't like the story it says more about you than it does about them or about that the actress is doing a fine job of you know, let's not be honest, Hayden Christensen wasn't the best in some of the films, but it wasn't exactly his fault that he was given those dialogue, was it? No. Right. So, you know, it's it's you, you can have problems with actors and it doesn't have to be about race or, or gender or anything like that. And it's just so disappointing to to see that continue to happen. Just that really does it worries me for Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. My side. I mean, it, it worries me in general just because, like, it's embarrassing to me because, like, people know I'm a Star Wars fan. So then, of course, I get it where they're like, what? People I know are like, what is up with this? Yeah. People that, you know, you're, that you're a so-called fan of this. Like, why? You know, like, it's – and I understand it's not my responsibility to police those people, and I can't, and I'm not in control of those people, and I would never assume those things. But, like, it – it does somewhat become embarrassing to be a part of a fandom that, and I know that this is more than likely a probably small and vocal minority of people online. I, I mean, it has to be. Look at the celebration. Look at how many people dedicate their time and their lives to cosplaying and doing these amazing things and the artwork created around Star Wars and stuff like that. There's people who truly love this stuff and who, who don't have these problems. So it's like, you know, and we see you can see the love for it online. You know, and it sucks that like the headline about the the people being trashy is just what gets the biggest. Yeah. I think yeah. is where, my, where I'm at on it. So I don't know. Be good people. You know, one person doing this is one person too many to an actor to me. Yeah. Like it's just crazy. You know. Yeah, and like. Yeah, it's just not, it's not logical to me in any shape or form. So I just say to everybody, be nicer to everybody. Be nice. The world the world's needs nice people. It needs niceness now more than ever. 
I and agree. go out and you know let's combat those people and tell 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 our star wars people how much we like them and, you know make sure i know it's easy to go online and talk hate and and do things when you're mad because you're you're motivated but give give being nice a try for five minutes and let's drown out those people who have and backwards thinking, frankly. Exactly, exactly. There are valued concerns, and goodness knows I say them all the time about the direction of Star Wars, but personal attacks on characters are not welcome, I don't think, by anyone. It's a, it's, it's a completely different motivation, though. You, you yeah. single it out an individual because of their colour or because of their sex. It's just yeah. wrong. So Dave, Wait, I something, something positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't get Dave's final thoughts. We can end on something positive with Dave's final thoughts. Oh, oh God, well, it's not going to be. Um, so, <laughs> so, my, my final thoughts are that if we're on, if we're midway through the season already, the majority of the season so far I have found enjoyable. Yes, the, there's plot holes in it. Um, I mean, another one that we probably not touched on was the fact that Obi-Wan and um, Leia were on an automated cargo shuttle traveling from a fixed destination to a fixed destination. And nobody in the Empire thought to look at the manifest to see where that ship was going. It's like... And a car so the only thing is I could... never going to be very fast. So why they couldn't get ahead of them and just be waiting for them? I have one thing to say about that, actually, um, and I know how to explain that. Remember, uh, is his name Haja, the yes. Mal place, yeah. Yeah. the fake Jedi with the magnets, right? He gives them the transponder key with the coordinates that takes the 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 thing there. What I found more interesting was is that when the cargo ship showed up, they, they just started unloading it. Because they technically shouldn't have probably been expecting that, right? But, but, but that, because but, yeah, so I, either it was a fixed route and it was going to go to one location, and so it was yeah. expected, or it wasn't. I always just thought that they weren't. I figured that that key wasn't supposed to originally have been in that transport, and that when they put it in there, it overrode whatever route it was supposed to, and then it took them to that planet instead, which is why they couldn't find him. But like you said, that they do have, have that. People they do have that. Yeah, and they do. Right, and that's the only part that doesn't really make sense there. But they do have that scene where they're in the Sith base that's on the water. Like, and what is it with the Sith bases being an entirely water, entirely lava? It's like it's like elementals. <laughs> but um, they have that scene where they're talking about how they're tracking all of yeah. the various uh, yeah. container ships that left. So they were were trying to, to isolate it down. But that was how I figured they didn't know which one it was exactly. Because yeah. otherwise, you're right. There's a manifest for that thing that says where it's going. Yeah, but yeah. Justin, surely if you own that ship, someone owns it, and it starts going off in a completely other direction, you might think there's a problem. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, who knows? I'd be, uh, calling, I'd be calling the authorities if my well, ship suddenly <laughs> has that been hijacked. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, while we're going down this route of. of picking another couple of little holes in it Hooray. so you, you're on you're on this <laughs> you're on the sift the, the the inquisitor's planet and they send off these three probes so all three probes are going in a straight direction in the same general direction initially and then but we know 
from what they've said already that they've narrowed it down to one area and they know it's in a general area and that's where Obi-Wan is, right? So we've got that already established. So why then do the, the, the probes then peel off and start heading in different directions? If they've not even left the planet's atmosphere and they're veering off into other directions, when they then hyperspace a few hundred million kilometers or even billion kilometers to another star system, they're going to be billions of kilometers apart. If, 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 if something, if something leaves our atmosphere in a straight line and something else jumps off at 45 degrees, you're in an entire another part of the galaxy at that point. Uh, yeah, I guess. The three ships, if if they're gonna if they're gonna go to different star systems in the same general area, they're not gonna be more than a couple of degrees away from each other. They're not gonna be forty-five degree angles from each other. I mean, I, you think about it because they talk about hyperspace. Yeah, they talk about hyperspace throughout a lot in the books and those were charted initially, right? And a lot of the hyperspace routes are routes that they figured out have nothing, obviously, that they can come in contact with. And that's yes. why they exist, right? So, yeah, maybe, or maybe, you know, maybe they had to be on those trajectories in order to get, because who knows how wide that area section is. Yes, yes, they figured out it's this section, but what if that section of the galaxy is still untold numbers of light years apart, right? In, in, in space. So, yeah, you would have a much sharper divergence of angle plus who knows i mean my question is is i mean i think we think about hyperspace travel as a straight line and i don't necessarily know if it is Hmm. yeah i mean you do get that instance where they're like oh we need to come out of hyperspace and completely yaw turn and then reshoot so i mean it yeah, because I guess it so kind of I guess leans to that, but maybe maybe they can kind of curve it a little bit, you know, and, and end up in a more curved trajectory than a straight one. But that's all. That's all. So, so, that. I don't know. so, so anyway, to to go back, yeah, so to go back <laughs> to the final thought. Don't, um, don't mind our tangent. <laughs> yeah, the, the, for the most part of the last two three episodes, I've I've deeply enjoyed it. It's been, it's felt like Star Wars. The atmosphere has been on point. The acting of, of Ewan McGregor has been fantastic. My issue, that I think, which we've all said, is that this was a face-off that should never have happened. And we've seen a very subpar um, Obi-Wan Kenobi against an, a quite a powerful Vader. And that now screws up all of a New Hope canon. So unless they're going to do a massive change to the story and Obi and and Obi Wan Kenobi become uh, almost like the, a paladin, an amazing battle a, a fighter again and and completely walk all over Vader, we're in serious problems with with a New Hope. I'm hoping that we had a, a Rocky One instance. He loses in the first one, but he comes back to win it towards the end. <laughs> but then leaves Vader alive and walks away. You know, I mean, the Emperor saved him once before. Maybe I, I, I don't know. We can rebuild him again. Well, Dave, something we did learn from this episode once again, though, 
is that Vader's true enemy is a small amount of smoke caused from gas coming out of something. Yes. You know, it causes him to go, or in this yeah. one, complete this combo. But so maybe smoke will be his downfall again. Maybe. A bit of fire. Well, as we know, he does not know how to survive fire. No. I don't know. Yes, that's my final thoughts. Enjoyable, but there's a battle that should never have been fought. Okay, and there you have it, folks. Some hour and 48 minutes later, we have talked about the good and mostly the bad (laughs) of episode three. And quite a bit. And hopefully we... I, I will say, I am going, myself personally, I am reserving complete judgment, obviously, until I see the next three episodes and I have the full story arc. But there are definitely some things that just grind, that just grind my, my head cannon into dust. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Grogu. Oh, God, I know. I, I really wish I wouldn't have put that out in the ether. <laughs> it's going to be no, my I'm fault. I'm looking forward to seeing the robot take its helmet off, Dave. <laughs> and it's just Grogu underneath it. it oh my he's, God. he's driving it. He's driving it. He's like a little stick. Oh. <laughs> it's like Many Black. Shoulders. It's like Many Black. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Well, thank you, everybody. <laughs> we have been the Jedi Council. It has been a pleasure. That is all for this week's episode. We are the Jedi Council. If you'd like to know more about us, you can check us out at our website, the-jedi-council.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter at the Jedi underscore council, on Instagram at the underscore Jedi underscore council underscore TJC, on Facebook at TJC the Jedi Council, on SoundCloud at the underscore Jedi underscore council, on YouTube at Jedi Council as well as your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and remember... The Force will be with you.